0: Hello, welcome to Those Vicar Blokes. I'm Dave Coaches. And I'm Howell, the nerdy vicar. That was nice and enthusiastic, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> well, yeah? that's because just before you hit record, you said, try and be enthusiastic.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, don't be a all miserable.
0: That's not how it. we come across. We're always cheerful. I hope so, yeah. yeah.
1: So, what are we on about in this... Um, I have to apologise for my accent on this episode because I've been in Aberdeen. but other than my apologies here, what are we on about?
0: We are talking news, we're talking Diane Abbott. Um, we are talking about I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. It's not, it's I'm a Celebrity in South Africa. All right. sorry. Apologies. Yeah. I'm a Celebrity in South Africa. Um. And the Bible... Great. And Ab- we're to- is the Bible still relevant today? Is the Bible still relevant today? Yeah, so... Brace yourself
1: for the music as it comes in now. So, Hello and welcome to. See, I said so then. You did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. So hello and welcome to those vicar blokes. I'm Howell, the nerdy vicar,
0: and I'm Dave Couches.
1: Yeah. So this week, how's it been going then, Dave? What have you been up to?
0: Ah, uh, lots. I did, I. I led the bell ringers, the district bell ringers service. This What's that? Week. What's that? Well, so you so <laughs> you've got you've got loads of bell ringers in lots of churches around the area and they all get together for their AGM once a year, so they have a service beforehand, then they have a bit of a tea. Well, they have the AGM, then they have a bit of a tea. So I led the service at St. Saviour's, I went home for an hour, and then I went back to eat the buffet food that they provided. I trust you to go for the buffet. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm known for, isn't it? That's who you go down the gym more, isn't it? Stay away from the vending machine, isn't it? Well, I uh... I went to the... I parked outside the gym the other night. Did you? Yeah, yeah, because KFC is just underneath. And <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> we're getting a KFC. And I saw these people working really hard in the gym through the window. And you went, uh, oh, look yeah, at that lot. Oh, that looks like hard work. I don't want to do that. Is that the
1: one new one in, in Yate then, is it? That one, that's it? The yeah. Pure gym, isn't it? Yeah, pure gym. Yeah, right? that's a- it. Above KFC in Yate, so you went next you brought, to the cinema. But you went for the KFC.
0: Well, yeah, it, it was for... um. From my two teenage boys, to be ah, fair. Ah, yeah, right, We were picking yeah. it up. Yeah, okay. Because I right. got a dirty fat burger from Tiffany and some tomatoes later on on the same night instead.
1: Oh, that was quite, quite... Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and, and I have to apologise in advance uh, in for the podcast today, because I've spent a huge amount of time in Aberdeen over the last, like, week or so. Obviously. We've been moving my father-in-law into his... Uh, his new sheltered accommodation and You've defaulted
0: plan. into Welsh, haven't you? I have a bit, I've got to be honest. You've gone more Welsh. I have. So I wonder if I move out of Bristol, I would lose my Bristolian.
1: You probably will a bit.
0: Yeah, that would be tragic.
1: I have a bit, but it's just, because you see people all the time, and I mean, we've decided as well that Aberdeen is just like a kind of fake place. It's just like a laugh, because it's it's just so different to you. But I actually felt a bit homesick at times when I saw... Iceland with in Aberdeen where it goes ice and then is the L and then the A N and D have all fallen off the sign that sort of thing. So there's no Iceland in Aberdeen, you know. No. You know, and oh um, I went into Santander right to uh, pay in some money, and the woman on the on the checkout on the cashier thing goes, "Santander have asked me to ask you about investments. Do you want any investments?" And I went, "No." see, I said it was stupid, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're like that, they just don't care. <laughs> so someone's taken, someone's taken her on this, on this uh, training course, trying to get her to sell these investment these investments, things yeah. to people in well, like, post-industrial uh, I rails. would imagine
0: that she's not going to sell very many. Not in Aberdeen or no, whatever. I meant no. just because of the negative <laughs> attitudes that we no, 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 I think
1: people don't have the money to invest, I think, in fairness. But she was yeah. like, Sam Dandere, have asked me to ask you. But yeah, he all moved in okay. It was really nice. He, he moved in with us for a few days, which was nice. And uh, I was moving all his furniture into his flat while he was sat here watching Despicable Me 1, 2 and 3.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, so... I was oh, that's like, not what we got to watch for next week. Please tell me that's not what we're watching for next week. What, Despicable Me? The, oh, yeah. Oh,
1: I quite like this, all
0: right. Well, you would, wouldn't you, as cartoons. Oh, anyway, so what's
1: the news this weekend, Dave? <sighs>
0: the news that we're focusing on this week. There's quite a lot of news um this week. But what we're focusing on are some comments that Diane Abbott's made where she wants to rank racism.
1: Do you want to explain a bit more about this? Well, she
0: said that um, being Jewish is not a race, um, and therefore they don't experience racism in the same way as black people. It's only a a minor thing like having ginger hair. um, Okay. Which I think is, is a bit of a... Not very sensible statement to make, um, and, and we're going to unpack that,
1: yeah. So, what's happened to her as far as Labour concerned and all that? Have they gone mad? Well, she's about been it? suspended
0: by Labour pending an investigation, all right. Um, so that means she's not a
1: Labour MP, so she's either. not
0: currently a Labour MP, right? Um, and there's obviously a, a, a backstory to that where it says that because she was close to Corbyn, that Starm is trying to get rid of all of those that were. Close to Corbyn, but I don't think there's necessarily truth to that. I think they just want to act swiftly on, yeah, on on, on things that might tarnish the reputation of the party.
1: Well, if you we get embroiled, this is as I say. That's why I don't watch the news because it's kind of like you, rather than focusing on the actual real story behind it, they just get down the road of all the kind of gossip and all that sort of thing, isn't it? About all this sort of power. It's like. um Court politics in Versailles or something, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think motivated her uh, to say this? What, what do you think? What, what's going on here?
0: I think that, to some extent, she's right because being Jewish is not a race because we look at race in terms of color, um, but it is an identity. That, that can be discriminated against. Um, and I think that because she's not experienced being discriminated against for, for her Jewishness, but she has experienced being discriminated against because she's black, um, because she's a woman, because she was the first black woman politician, that she's experienced those things and she lacks a level of empathy towards those who are discriminated against for other reasons, such as being a Welshman living in Bristol?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I I I gotta say though is I, I was thinking about this a bit as my accent comes out big time. I'm I'm quite conscious about that now, actually, because when I first moved out of Wales to university, um, a lot of people, especially people from the south, couldn't understand me. No. So, in order to be understood, I had to consciously try and uh, remove how I spoke, right? And yeah, so my, my sister, right? She's married someone from London, right? He's from Staines. So, we all wind him up about yeah. allergy and things and stuff like that. Um, he's from Staines. And she said to him, or he said to her, he said, Have you painted the uh, cupboard? And he said, she said, No, I'll do it again. And then he said to her, But have you painted the cupboard? And my sister said, No, I'll do it again. And this went on for about ten minutes and we were all laughing because he didn't understand that Welsh people, when they say, I'll do it again, means I'll do it later. Yeah. Not I've already done it and gonna repeat yeah. doing it, yeah? Because the word etto in Welsh can mean again, as we understand again, but also as well can mean not yet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So So it's, so it's a, a bit like, like when it, you then, say I'll, I'll do, do it now in a minute. minute. Yeah, are you going to do minute. it now? No. Or are you going to do it in a minute?
1: Yeah, it's the same, it's the same thing. It's, it's Yeah. What, what, well, Ruan, just run through sorry. my Ruan. mind.
0: It's, it's what I say to my wife when she gives me the list of jobs to do. I'll do them later. And I mean, I aim to do those at some point before I die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I say later to her, she thinks I mean later in the same day. So, so it's now in a minute. Does that mean that you're to do it on the same day or at some point before you die? It means now in a minute.
1: Yeah, what What's, does that mean? It means that, now in, in a minute. minute. Yeah, it just means that you're going to do it. I don't know. I can't explain it more than now in a minute. Anyway, but I think what what I realised in talking to people, getting back to Diane Abbott in Bradford, is I was talking to this guy once about it, and he said this. He said, if you don't open your mouth, nobody knows you are Welsh. But because I'm black, everyone always knows I'm black. Yeah. And I think that that's what she's trying to get at, really. It's the same as being a woman, is that, you know, I've been told I need to change who I am, change my identity, change how I express myself. I've been told that since I moved over here in order to be accepted into polite society. So I've been told that by the church when I was training. And, you know, they said to me, you know, you should think about changing your accent. And I said, I'm not going to be culturally emasculated, thank you very much. But they also told people with Lancashire accents the same thing as well. So I think that was more a class thing than anything.
0: Yeah, it could well be.
1: Yeah, but that's the thing. So, But I think there's a difference. If I wanted to, I could throw away my identity and pretend to be somebody else and nobody would ever need to know.
0: And Diana, Abbott can't do that. No, that's very true. That is very true. Uh, uh, But it doesn't actually take away the fact that people telling you that you should do those things is wrong. No. So to compare it to people with ginger hair is a little bit. It's it's tricky, but there's there's, there's levels. There are levels. I do think she's right in the sense there are levels of of discrimination. So, so I might pick on you for saying now in a minute, right? Yeah. And (laughs) and in our podcast the other week, I I gently mocked the way that you say caravan, caravan. Like it's like it's two words. But but that's but I'm not. I'm you know, hopefully our listeners know that's. Not in any way, culturally, me putting down the world. no. But that's because we're made so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all right. Um, but but those levels of prejudice that Jewish people suffer, and actually the the church has been guilty of that for for decades, if not well, centuries. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're we're only just getting over the fact that we. That we hold it against every Jewish person for killing Jesus. Oh, about that. I think that's a bit of st- anyway, well, yeah, I suppose. Anyway, yeah. I think. Depends that's... what preachers you listen to. Will you listen to some 80s?
1: weird preachers. Right, we're we're, you, talki- you we're Google, talking. About you must my Google, Google weird preachers. Weird preachers. Weird. Well,
0: really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I mean, I'm
1: a bit naive we, there. I've never come across I, that. I think,
0: thankfully, we've generally changed our language in the church to. Uh, and our thought process as well—not just our language. It's not about changing what you say; it's about changing how you think about a situation. And I—I I still think that Diane Abbott has failed to see, uh, to be, em- to show any empathy to Jewish people who, perhaps, people don't know they're Jewish until they speak. And you could say, well, they don't have to wear the the Jewish signs that they're Jewish. But they shouldn't have to not wear those in order to not be discriminated against. But there's a flip side to that though. That's the other thing though, if you've got a hidden
1: ethnicity in a sense, right? Is it's a bit like being a Christian sometimes with this, is, you know, is I've been on training courses with um uh the council and things like that, not you in other places. And was sometimes I'd wear my collar, other times I wouldn't. Now, if I didn't have my collar on, then sometimes the input would be quite discriminatory against Christianity because the trainer would assume that there was no Christians in the room. If yeah, that makes sense. So then, but they wouldn't check their behaviour. So that's the other thing: is sometimes being hidden isn't is that people would be anti-Semitic, for example, um, without realizing it was yeah. Hidden. But the thing is with it, is it doesn't matter if there's a person in the room or not. It's a bit like my dad, um, I'll say this, because he worked in a factory. They used to have those funny calendars. Do you remember those funny calendars? And he was like, well, there's no women here, so it doesn't matter. And it's like, no, it does matter whether there's women there or not. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, and he's like, okay. But that's the thing. It's that culture of prejudice that we're talking about there. It's, yeah, there's a, a culture of prejudice. But I think for Diana Abbott, I think, I think really, partly as well, my take on it maybe is that because she suffered abuse for being a woman and being a black woman, maybe that's become part of her identity. And I think I'd say this is. One thing I've got to be careful of, and we all have to really, is that we don't make the
0: hurts that are done to us who we are. Yeah. I it becomes uh, who we are like. David Lammy, to be fair to him, reflected some of that on Newscast, um, and when he was asked to comment on her comments. He didn't want to comment on what she'd said. He did call out anti Semitism as wrong to his credit. Um, but he did then say that Diane Abbott was in the the unique position of being the first black woman politician and therefore she'd broken the glass ceiling and had suffered the fallout of being that person. Yeah. You can't be the first to be anything uh, away from what has been the norm without suffering uh, as a consequence of it.
1: Exactly. So the first woman apprentice in my dad's factory would suffer the consequences of having to have the conversation about the calendar yeah yeah absolutely but the thing is is i think the thing is you it's really difficult then not to um become bitter because of that and i think there's a whole industry now which is there driving us towards being bitter and resentful and i think that's quite dangerous so for example uh we got the coronation coming up yeah yeah okay so one of the stories that you get told as a kid is, and it's a, it's a true historical story, is that the Prince of Wales, the first Prince of Wales, was con because Edward the First gave the Welsh, said to the Welsh, I will give you a prince who will speak no English. Right. And held up his baby son, which is why we have the Prince of Wales.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah.
1: So to a Welsh person, the fact of the Prince of Wales is kind of, a different story to an English person. And that story, historical story, can be weaponised in order yeah. to breed. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's just, or there's the Welsh knot, is the other one, where there were really severe uh, attempts by, you know, the English well, by people really to um, eradicate the Welsh language in the 19th century. Now, what do we do with that? And I don't think bitterness is the answer. So it's actually a really complex story. That was.
0: Yeah, I, but, there's, but there's something in the language and the terminology you use there where it says the English um, and, and the decisions of those at the top get passed to all of those in the country. There would have been huge swathes of people that were opposed to that or just completely ambivalent. Exactly. Well, mostly exactly. completely ambivalent. I would have thought. But the
1: story I've been told, right? Yeah, yeah is that this is what the English did to us. Do you yeah. see what I mean? And I think that that story is quite a dangerous story for the reasons you just yeah. pointed out. And I think that Diane Abbott, because she's been a victim of racism, and because these these stories flying around, it must be incredibly difficult for her to have empathy yeah. because. Perhaps her whole identity is built on this. I am the first ever black woman MP. Yeah, yeah, and, and, I, and, and I, I and I and I must stand up for, for the rights
0: of other black women um, that, that that are held down in the same ways that I was. I I, I can see that. That but, makes absolute sense. But that then doesn't then
1: then then doesn't mean that she's right in what she said, but she's wrong in what she said. Um, because everybody suffers prejudice and institutional prejudice and systemic pre- prejudice, and the Jews have suffered horrendously for thousands of years. Yeah. Um, and we can't forget that. You know, maybe their suffering in some ways is unique. I think, in some ways, I would argue, even to go as far as that.
0: Yeah, I think my, you know the two of My kids used to have a little. Right, that came into my head then, and it went, Boldy, boldy, over there, what's it like to have no air? <laughs> is it hot or is it cold? I don't know, because I'm not bold. <laughs> do you kind of think, well, it's a prejudice, right? It's a fairly innocent, non-harmful one. People are follically challenged, other people aren't. I'm follically challenged. Yeah, yeah. Overpressed.
1: Oh, am oppressed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but yeah, there are elements of our identity that mean that we can be picked on. You know, I've got a, well, I I used to have a fetching ginger beard, but it's turning grey now. Um, I'd rather it was ginger, if I'm honest. Um, But, you know, there's elements of of things that we can all be picked on. um, But some of them are a little bit of gentle ribbon. Other ones are forms of oppression, and some of those are historical forms of oppression. And And some of them are genocidal. And we can't, yeah, and we can't diminish how other people feel, I think would be how I would sum it up. Yeah, so maybe we're back to Matt Hancock is the correct
1: response to this. I don't think
0: he's coming back. There's no coming back. No, he's not coming back, but
1: uh, uh, we're back to Matt Hancock in the sense of showing mercy to those uh, rather than judgment and trying to, to acknowledge what Diane Abbott said is wrong. Um, but trying to be merciful to her and trying to understand what she's actually saying yeah,
0: rather than kicking off. He's almost relevant to our TV section as well. Isn't he? he
1: is. So in our next section, we'll be talking about um, the Bible and how it's still relevant today. Uh, thanks for listening to those Vicar blokes. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and also, as well, I'm now on Twitter, and Dave's on Twitter, so if you want to be freaked out by Dave's Twitter, you can follow him, and I don't put hardly anything on Twitter, but you can follow
0: me if you want. Great. Yeah. Thanks. Don't give more handles or anything. Well, yeah. You just look for David Jones on Twitter and see how many results you got. Yeah, that's true. I'm David Jones 751.
1: Yeah, and I'm (laughs) 751. Yeah. And I'm that nerdy vicar, I think.
0: Yeah, But we'll
1: put the links in the description for this, okay? So yeah, okay. All right. Good but, plan. Yeah, but don't forget to uh click follow or subscribe. And don't forget to tell your mates. You know, tell your mates, share this, say, I thought it was good, listen to it. Because we've got some good feedback, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we have
0: had some good feedback. Yeah, yeah,
1: I haven't had any bad feedback yet, other than about the echoes. It's been yeah. all right. Content's fine. So we're back now, so Dave, we've had this question: How is the Bible relevant today? are Bible stories really relevant today so what what would you think of that?
0: I think that there, there's a depth to most Bible stories that when you you look through and you look into them and you you work out what they're saying to individuals or individual or communities at any particular time that there are truths in them that are transferable um is is one way that is relevant today so even though they might talk about things that are not necessarily our common practice where we are and how we've developed the truths of them are, are fundamentally still present um as good instruction for how we live
1: so why is that then
0: because the truths of them are timeless and are not changed by society all right,
1: so I'll do a, I'll do a, a devil's advocate. Is because we live in a technologically different society today, and a culturally different society today. How can you then say that something from a very different
0: society is relevant to how we live today? Because most of the Bible is concerned with how people treat one another. Um... And, and how we act for the good of all society. So irrespective of whether or not technology has moved on and it's made everybody's life easier, there are still people that are oppressed and downtrodden, um, people that suffer discrimination, and, and and the Bible fundamentally tells us often not to do that. Well, particularly the New Testament. The Old Testament is a lot more stories about um, about oppression of the society, um, at the time, mm, all right. I think this, well, yeah, yeah not that's all of it. A bit stereotypical. There, there, well, there's an awful lot of Old Testament to get through, so well, maybe so it's difficult to to pin it in. The you, box. you
1: should have gone to a proper training college. You see, I went it, to
0: a proper training. It's, it's you know, accredited. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's accredited. Uh, right. That's a stereotype of the Old Testament. Well, I, I know, but and it was deliberately a loose stereotype. But... Mm. Well, I love the Old Testament. I think I, I'm not saying anything's wrong with it what i'm saying is it, it the statement that i made about the bible was more true of the new testament about breaking down barriers in communities than the old testament is where it there's large elements of the old testament that are isolating the hebrew people as the only ones called out for the purposes of god and it shows their movements as a as a people um and their separations from one another as 12 tribes, um, as well as their separation from the rest of the world. Possibly. Whereas I think Jesus tried to reverse some of that. Possibly,
1: yeah. Okay, we'll park that. But I think, yeah, possibly. I think there's lots of um, stories in the Old Testament, though, which are about how we embrace people who are different to us. And I think they get overlooked. Things like uh, Ruth, Esther, um, quite a lot of um, the stuff in... Deuteronomy, strangely, and things like that. Um, other other sort of texts, yeah. you know, a lot of stuff in uh, Ezekiel, those sorts of, I know it's a bit weird, Ezekiel. But um all those sorts of things. Jeremiah, yeah. there's a lot in Jeremiah about and, and Amos about um how we how it's a universal good rather than just a I think the New Testament is
0: a development of the old. So you so see that you sense think of development. What, what we've got then is that we've misunderstood the teachings of the old testament or we focus more on the narrative of the history at the time rather than its message i think we've miss i think What way to understand
1: the Old Testament? This isn't the question, but the the way to understand the question, the the Old Testament, is through the lens of Jesus, as it points to it. I
0: wouldn't say it's not the question because we're trying to make the Bible relevant today.
1: Okay, so what I what I would say that the reason that the Bible stories are relevant today is because they're about humanity, and I think human relationships are the same today as they always have been and will be, because human beings fundamentally. Are the same as they always have been. I say that as really as a biologist as well. Is we have got Stone Age brains with iPhones. That's the truth. Um, a stone Age brain got, with an iPhone. That's who we are now. We are. We we think we've been told right that somehow we are fundamentally different to everybody who's come before because we're so much better now. So therefore,
0: we're enlightened. We're
1: enlightened. Yeah. This is why I don't believe in progress. You see. Is that we're enlightened and people before us weren't enlightened because they were so dumb when really that just shows a massive blind spot and lack of self-awareness of how we live as a society, how we live as people and I think that's the great lie of our society is that we can't learn from history and I, I think that's the thing, we can't learn from the past because people in the past weren't like us and that's just not true because they people are people yeah and I, and i think that's what the bible shows um so for example and and people behave like i love the book of amos right uh where really yeah
0: you weren't saying that when i had my accident and you had to go and preach on Amos 7 <laughs> in my stead they were saying, Dave, Dave, what have you done to me? <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a bit confusing in fairness, I had to do some serious booking up on the book of Amos, where I had to step yeah. in to preach at the last minute in fairness, yeah, I, but I was kind to because you, you were quite poorly at the time yeah, yeah, well, you know you didn't hear the full on rant I had it was like, I can't move. what are
0: you yeah, yeah, well, this doing? Well I noticed that you read my WhatsApp and didn't reply for 20 minutes, but um, that, that, that was the yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the kind of
1: Vent in anyway, uh, but yeah, so I like the book of Amos basically because it talks about how, uh, the merchants at the time were, uh, dishonest merchants who were fiddling the scales so they could rip off the poor people. And, like, how relevant is that? That's exactly what human beings do, yeah, all the time, human beings do. and even like with the pandemic. I think this has really brought home to me in the pandemic is this idea of worshiping the wrong gods. Yeah. The gods that we make ourselves. And I think fundamentally in the pandemic, what we did was we, we made our own gods of science, the science and bowed down before it. And because we did that chaos and injustice and lies and everything else came from that. So The injunction we have in books like Jeremiah, uh, Amos, all the way through the Old Testament of do not make your own gods. Yeah. Because if you make your own gods, the poor suffer. And that's actually what we've seen time and time again throughout human history. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. And
0: and that's why it's relevant, because the stories are about human life. Yeah, I suppose. And actually, what it does when it's talking about those other nations is pointing at their own, their own making of their own gods and worshiping lots of other things that that are not the truth. Yeah, um, and and we're corrupted by those things, and we will continue to be corrupted by those things. And um, how the powerful manipulate um,
1: manipulate those gods in order to push their own power. And you know, this is kind of lefty, kind of. Uh interpretation of it, maybe it's a liberation theology one, and the church does that too you know we 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 always have to be on our guard that we're not twisting, manipulating our own faith in order to um gain power over others,
0: yeah absolutely, yeah, you know. yeah, because we're all so easily corrupted by power, aren't we that's the thing I think it's it's one of the biggest. Sins and one of the biggest temptations is power, yeah. Um, and that's why it's relevant, isn't it? Yeah, that's definitely why one of the reasons why the Bible is still relevant today, yeah.
1: Um, and maybe have you read that book I gave you, that um, Tom Holland book, Dominion? Did you read it? Oh, that? I've started reading it, have you? Yeah,
0: I, yeah, I, it was one I took on holiday. Um, you took Tom Holland on holidays. Yeah, but Why? I. Why? Do... Why did you do that? I don't know. <laughs>
1: You're not meant to pick those books on holidays. You're meant to do different things on holidays.
0: Oh, I know, but.
1: Not... Know. <laughs> when I go to Sharm el Sheikh, I'm not taking, sort of, I don't know, some ridiculous history book with me. I'm going to sit on the lazy river and sort of, you know.
0: Well, maybe it's because because <laughs> when I was at school, I spent too much time pretending I was on holidays and not working. And oh, now that yeah. I'm now that I'm you know, trying to work hard, I'm trying to catch up on my lack of education. Maybe yeah, so maybe there's something in that. But um, I didn't do much reading on holiday, but I intended to. Um, but yeah, I, I've started it, but I've not got very far. Did you get what he was on about though? Wait, yeah, I had to read it. I had to read the introduction twice. Oh. So right. yeah. Anyway. Okay. We'll, we'll catch up with that another time. All right. Um.
1: So but yeah. But... Okay, basically, I'll save you the bother, but so I want the
0: book back, right? Oh, it's, it's really tough. No, th- it's mine now. I have written my name in the front. No, you better not. Have. Yeah, that's how you get books, isn't it? Somebody lends you it. You write your name in the front. It's <sighs> yours. Didn't I? My man bought me that
1: for an accident at Christmas. Anyway, but uh, yeah, here's a thing. One of the things. It's a really fantastic example from that book. Right? Is our democracy is largely based on the parts of Exodus where uh Jethro, Moses' dad, divvies up responsibility, doesn't he? He says to Moses, you can't look after all these people. You need to assign delegates to go down and things yeah. like that. So the model that is in the Old Testament of delegating responsibility is actually our judicial model that we took on in the um, Anglo-Saxon times. So really, the Bible is relevant because, like it or not, The whole of our Western society is based on it. Yeah. Like it or not.
0: Well, that was the. uh, uh, the, There are echoes of that in last Sunday's Acts reading, aren't there? Yeah. With the appointment of deacons. Um. Yeah.
1: So there's all sorts of things where, even I would say, is our idea that morality is universal across all human beings is fundamentally a Christian idea. If you yeah. went If you went to India, you went to uh, Native Americans, you went to China, they would not understand that idea. They would not get that idea. It's not that they disagree with it. That idea would be like what? Yeah. Why would it be? You know we're Indians, we live our way,' you're, some, you're British, you live your way, yeah, whatever. But in the West we have this idea of a universal morality. That what's good and what and we have an idea of a universal law, as in science, the essence of science yeah. itself, and that comes from scripture. So, the that idea is a scriptural idea. So that's why I think it's relevant today. So, is that?
0: Yeah, I think I think it starts start to answer the question. We've answered I think, the question I, I a think, bit. I think it's a, I think it's another of those big questions that um. We could break down an answer over several months, but we might lose our listeners So,
1: Well, yeah. But I mean, we've actually, I'm quite chuffed with that. We have actually answered that question, haven't we? Not going off on weird tangents and stuff. But there we go. So after the little break, we'll be talking about
0: I'm a Celebrity. I'm a Celebrity, yeah, because we decided that we weren't going to talk about Blue Lights because you didn't want to watch it. I did, I've seen it actually I've, yeah, seen, okay. I've
1: seen three episodes Oh yeah, you liked it then Yeah, no, it was yeah. alright actually Yeah, yeah but
0: but, so, but we did invite people to uh, to let us know that there was some that they wanted us to watch and uh, I'm a Celebrity was what they wanted us to watch So we watched that as well Unfortunately But I have seen, what do you mean? For Anyway,
1: so we'll see you after a break with Celebrity in the Jungle or whatever it's called
0: You are listening to those vicar blokes. Um, you can ask your smart speaker to play us. But I won't say their names because it confused some smart speakers last week, including my own who ended up saying, I don't know what you want me to do.
1: Was that was that the one beginning with A? Yeah, that zone? was her. But don't say it because I,
0: I don't want to confuse her again. Um, <laughs> Did it get caught in a loop? It got it caught it? in a loop. And then you have to say... Her name, and then please skip ten seconds to get out of the loop. So uh, so don't mention the spot. Okay, yeah. But ask her to play it. Either of them, any of them. Um, Yeah, we're on all platforms: Red Circle, Google Podcasts, um, iTunes, uh, yeah, Spotify, Spotify, Amazon Music, and we're on um, Amazon Music. We're on on Amazon Music. That's how that particular one can play us so easily.
1: Hey, see, I did. I forgot I put that on. Okay, yeah.
0: So we're all over the place. Make sure you follow us every week. So, our TV watching, I you started with so. I knew you were going to say that. I felt you look at me as soon as it came out of my <laughs> mouth. We are going to talk about I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. No, no, no,
1: no. It's I'm a celebrity, South Africa. It's not okay. a celebrity. I'm a celebrity, right.
0: South Africa. Yeah, I know. But when I watched it, she still said, "Get me out of her." And she says, "No, no, no, I didn't say that." No, pretend oh, I didn't say that. Right. Yeah, so, yeah so, so we've got we've got this best of. It's a best of, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's the it's the people who have been, the has beens who have been um, reappearing to try and make themselves relevant again. That's it. Yeah, that was a really harsh. Make summary, themselves. Of it. That's really harsh. Make uh, themselves well, that's relevant really again. was really harsh on that. So
1: who's in it? Do you know?
0: Um... Toff, she's in it, because I've seen her do a trial. Who's tough? Uh, Georgina Toffolo, she made herself famous in Made in Chelsea. Oh, she's the posh one, isn't She's she? the yeah. very posh one. Yeah, yeah, she did the trial very well, though, the other Yeah, way. I did see that one. Um, yeah. Carol Vordman, she's oh, in it. Yeah, I follow yeah. her on Twitter and Why? on Instagram. Why did
1: you follow her on Twitter? Oh,
0: She's an extreme lefty on Twitter, is really good on Twitter.
1: I was following your Twitter. I know she's nothing to do I with know, it. I know, you commented yeah. on something, didn't yeah, you, this it's week. just like... It's just your day off yesterday, right? So I sort of installed Twitter again, thought, oh, I'll give it a go, see what happens, right? Yeah, so I've got a profile now, is it that vicar bloke or something? That nerdy vicar. That nerdy vicar, that's me, yeah. Yeah. Right. So I thought, I'll follow a few people. So I followed you, right? And you just, like, troll all these, like, kind of, like, Jacob Caprice Moggs and all them and, all, you know.
0: I don't only troll political things. Sometimes I troll People on the opposite side of the Christian spectrum to me as well. All
1: oh, right, so you just. Troll. Yeah. So I think I'll just troll you. Yeah. I know
0: you did. You
1: did.
0: Then I replied to you with something that was really short and abrupt.
1: He said something like, "I know where you live." Yeah. So it's a good job that someone it, goes, "Yeah, like, oh, this guy is a physical threat." Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely.
0: I, I sent that, and then I thought, "Oh, actually." People who might read our tweets don't know that I come to your eyes to record a podcast once no, a week. No, I no.
1: Mean, they would be like, this guy's threatening. Yeah. Yeah. So Cal Vorderman's in it, who's an extreme lefty. Okay, She's a lefty right. on Twitter, yeah. She's right.
0: she's a, she's an advocate for the oppressed on Twitter. All right. Um, but her Instagram is very different. Um, and she, she shows a lot on her Instagram as she managed to win Rear of the Year for so many years. Oh, dear. Uh,
1: um, no, no. Okay, fine. Yeah. She's not bad for
0: her age. I got oh, to be fair. Yeah,
1: see, all right, moving swiftly, moving swiftly on. on. Yeah, right. good idea. Yeah, moving swiftly. Before I get myself in trouble yeah, and defrocked. Yeah, exactly. We already got a kind of over eighteen in, yeah. yeah.
0: So who else is in it? Um, Phil Tufnall. Yeah. Um.
1: Sean what, Ryder. Sean Ryder. He's yeah. brilliant. I love Sean yeah, Ryder. Yeah, yeah. He's in it. That nutritionist woman. Oh, Julia McKeith. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was. yours I looked the people poo, didn't she? All the yeah, time. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, Mylene Class is, is in it. Yeah, Mylene is she saying in it. Anyth- in it yet? I'm not saying anything at all about Mylene Class. Is Glass. she in it? In it yet. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she, she still is.
0: Because I haven't seen last night. She's in the the, um, the other camp or something. I, don't know. I was watching Breaking Bad last night. Oh, that's um, much better, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, That guy from Coronation Street. Can't remember. It? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, the dopey bug from Coronation Street. Yeah, it yeah. was on the adverts for it. Yeah. Between last year and the year before. Him, um,
1: yeah. Um, oh, I don't know, various others. It's all a bit vague, isn't it? Really, yeah. I can't remember. Oh, um, Paul Burrow, the, the Paul Burrow, the butler. He's yeah, in there, yeah. But he's in it. Because when he ate the kangaroo testicles, he ripped his shirt off, didn't he? About twenty years ago. Yeah. So they're all in it because they've kind of done something well, extreme. Well, because they were
0: deemed to have been entertaining the last time they were on it. Well, yeah. So I, I, I started to. Be, I'm a bit cynical about a lot of things. So I thought. Well, maybe the last epi- the last series of I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here wasn't very popular. So they thought, oh, we'll stick the best of it in to pique people's attention again. So we can have celebrities that were well-liked before and then they'll be well-liked this time. So it's just like RuPaul's All-Stars, isn't it?
1: Have well, I haven't
0: seen that, no. Well,
1: you know RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, I know
0: RuPaul's Drag Race, what? but I've never seen it. And don't you dare suggest that I start watching Yeah, that. you should watch it. No. I've seen like no, five no, seasons no. of that. No, I don't want to. Oh, it's all right, is RuPaul's life's, Drag Race. Life's it's a too laugh.
1: short for that. Sorry. No, it's a laugh, honestly. It's all right, yeah. What's the early seasons? It gets a bit boring after a while, because
0: it's always the same. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It does get a bit boring after a while. So is that, what's, is that what's happened to Why I'm a Celebrity? Get me out of here. We've had enough of seeing people eat camel's testicles. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd kind of go
1: with that, really. It's not... Well, I didn't watch it for years and years and years, because I stopped watching it in about 2011. Well I yeah, uh, we, I didn't watch it for until the kids got a bit older and they wanted to watch it.
0: Yeah, well like everything else, um there wasn't a lot to do in the early pandemic, was there? So when they did the one in the castle, that was my favourite, the first one in the castle with um Oh yeah. Um Shane Ritchie and um But they were a more fun than we were. And, that was the Yeah, fun. well that was the thing, yeah, we we could they could, we do could look more. at them and think, oh, they're doing normal things, even though they were doing abnormal things. Yeah. There was a sense of normality because they could be together and in a group and, and having conversations with people that they didn't live with. Yeah. But they, yeah. Yeah, they, they weren't were living on the screen.
1: Yeah. So what do you think of the premise of it then? Because I know I remember when I was on placement, right, which was probably in about uh, 2004. four, two thousand Yeah, 2004, because it was on just before Christmas. There's the reading for John, uh, John the Baptist, where it says the voice crying in the wilderness, isn't it? Yeah. So I did a sermon on the voice crying in the wilderness. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, and I did a sermon on it. I can't remember what I said in the sermon.
0: No, but well, I, d- I doubt anybody who heard it can I, either. Well, I don't know. I will thank you for that. Yeah. I doubt <laughs> they could recite it the day after. Well, it was. They were probably going, "What is he on about?"
1: Thank you for that. I can't remember what I got from it. Right. I was quite chuffed with that at the time. I remember I had to explain to a monk, uh, Father Thomas, what I'm a celebrity. Get me out of your watch. Yeah, and then he watched it. And uh, I think
0: I think. Did you say to him, "Do you remember this person?" And he went, "Oh, vaguely." And do you remember that person? "Oh, vaguely." <laughs> yeah, nobody else remembered them either. That's why they're on the telly.
1: Yeah, maybe. Okay. He used to also like he was a big fan of footballers. waves as well. he was just Father Thomas? At the right. Time. Okay. That's yeah. come back now. But I think what I like about it in a funny way, occasionally, is the sense of community. Is that they are a bit like a monastery really
0: or living in community because they are living in community, aren't well, they? you do get the best of you do get the best of living in community and the worst of living in community all at the same time, don't you? You see that fully played out on the screen in front of you. Yeah. Albeit the edited highlights of it.
1: Yeah, but it's the same as Big Brother. We because we lived in community in, in Murfield, right? We're able to when we first watch it, like oh, they're not going to get on, he's not going to get on, and you kind of can guess it. But what you see
0: in community is, I think your true self comes out. Do you think that I'm on? I'm a celebrity. You actually ever see anybody's true self? Can you pretend to be something that you're not for just three weeks? No. You think it's too long? You think think you wing that for more than a day or two? About three,
1: four days. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can fake it. I think I don't think you can fake it. I think that you know you do uh, reveal who you are. Yeah. Or, or the the interaction yeah, that the yeah. people do. I do
0: think it's quite interesting though, because people who have been on I'm a Celebrity before or on Big Brother or any of these celebrity reality shows often say that they've been misportrayed by the way that the editing's done and i could see that to be true because lots of people are really bad in the mornings yeah they're not morning people and then for if you any ever see the the highlights of what they got up to in the morning then they're different to when they're singing like a canary at nine o'clock at night there is an
1: aspect of that
0: but i think as well law is you when you live in community
1: each person i think is a mirror of yourself and I think it's the same but less extreme in ordinary interactions is that we only find out who we are in reflection to the other person. Yeah. And I think that that then is how we grow as individuals, is being thrown in with people who are different to us it helps us to understand our own prejudices, our own uh, flaws, our own sin, really. It's yeah. It, it, living in community is a, is a crash course in sin. Because you you're forced to, to to see who you really are, and I know you see a bit of that in celebrity in the jungle.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Like, I think it's those bits that we don't like about ourselves that are the bits that annoy us about other people, aren't it? Yeah, and the bits that we like about ourselves we find in other people, and and, and depends which of their which of their characteristics are more dominant. But yeah, you're right. It's definitely it's definitely the mirror.
1: But I think. I think as well, like last night it was interesting. Fatima whip in it. Yeah. And they had this thing where they, they've been smuggling in contrabands, so they've been smuggling in kind of like salt and tea bags and coffee and things like that. Oh I mean,
0: real hardcore contrabands.
1: I know, they've been putting in their pants and things or something. So Julie McKeith was the worst apparently, but she, she got them all caught, but she like whispered to uh Ellen Flanagan, who's the woman who was in Coronation Street.
0: Yeah, she was um she was married to Scott Sinclair. Who's that? Oh, he's the winger for Bristol Rovers. Oh right, okay. Yeah.
1: Scott's. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Anyway, enough of alien flanders. So she
0: should be famous for having been married to such a fantastic footballer. Is he still play for Rovers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 started out. He was with us um, a good few seasons ago, and then went off and played at a higher level, and now he's come back to us. Um, so he's not like a did no, 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 like
1: millionaire guy or anything no
0: like that. no no he's he never made proper big time there,
1: oh uh, okay, anyway, she was talking to her about this contraband, and then they said that um they they got ten stars in the trial, right, yeah, and then they brought you know they have that like bag that comes in, isn't it yeah, right, with the food in well, there wasn't any food in it, it was a stone, and they said unless they gave up all their contraband, oh. right, yeah, they wouldn't have a, they wouldn't have any dinner right. And they kind of cut them. That's
0: very biblical, isn't it?
1: it yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So what? Who oh, of you, if your child asked for a loaf of bread, would give a stone instead, wouldn't it? That's the... Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, you yeah. might
1: die. So basically what happened with, um, with, with bread, she got really annoyed about it, but she was like, no, 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 the rules are that we don't bring stuff in, and you yeah. brought stuff in, and that's, a, that's really wrong. That's right? Yeah. But... The other ones were like, "Ah, oh, we don't care about the rules. Who cares?" And she was like, "Well, no. If you break the rules, there's consequences." Yeah. And that was might be interesting tomorrow because there'd be a big argument about it. Apparently in the oh, trailers. so I
0: should definitely watch it tomorrow. No? Oh yeah, well tonight that'll be on yeah. Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I thought that was interesting because you see a conflict in the values, don't you, in that yeah. community? You know where, you know, Fatma Whitbread, because she's an athlete. Is yeah. And then she was an athlete in the eighties, where there was a lot of doping in women's sports. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So that's you know, you know what? Yeah, so that that I find that sort of side of it interesting. You
0: know? Yeah, that's quite interesting to see. There'll be a divide, won't there, between those that shortcut in life um, and have had it easy. I would have thought, and those that have have worked for what they got. So I would imagine that that those that have, have had the toughest journey would be on the. You don't cheat to win side. So you think. But Toph... then I'm, I'm judging them, aren't I? That's wrong. Well, maybe. Maybe Toth then works, would right? be
1: uh, the person that uh, would be
0: okay with smuggling. Yeah, I would have thought so, yeah. But she
1: didn't smuggle, it, I don't think.
0: No, but she, yeah. But she came in in the la- latter batch, didn't she? Oh. So maybe it wouldn't. Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't know. So do you, do, you, do you, would
1: you recommend a uh, celebrity in South Africa there? Yeah? I think
0: I think that um.
1: <laughs> I'll take it as a no. <laughs> uh,
0: let's just put it this way. Let's just say that um, I started watching Breaking Bad for this podcast several weeks ago. I'm now on episode nine of series two, and I enjoy watching that more than I enjoy watching I'm a Celebrity. But you know, if you want to watch it, you crack on and have watch we, it.
1: Have you watched any more Vinland?
0: No, oh. no, but it's it's still there in the still there in the in thing, the Netflix. Yeah, Breaking
1: Bad. You can't fault it. It's, yeah, yeah. With Tuco Salamanca. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: he's not in it now, is he? He's, he's... Spoilers. People have not seen it. Well, they should have. Oh, we is... recommended it weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we we had the uh, true. we had the uh, gas safety check from the diocese in yesterday. Oh, yeah. And um. And it, it was my day off, so I thought, I'll oh, watch a sneaky episode of Breaking Bad while I'm on my day off. And he came in to, to check the gas safety of the fire in the living room. And he's like, oh, Breaking Bad, this is amazing. I watched this during lockdown. And, and then I realised that he wasn't quite doing what he was meant to be doing with the gas fire because he was distracted by the telly. Yeah, you wouldn't get that big And then, the, and then yeah. he realised, I I realised he was watching. And, he, <laughs> and he, was, he was like, oh, I think I'll watch this again. Um... Anyway, then he got on with it. But you got but, Better
1: Call Saul as well, which is the spin-off. That's well, I, really I've just
0: reached the episode where Saul gets introduced. He's brilliant. Saul, where he? um, Badger gets arrested on the bench, the yeah. advertising Better Call Saul. I, thought, I ah. love Better Call Saul. He's great. Yeah, so i just reached that point. Yeah.
1: So um, that's, that's it for uh, this week. We've got a
0: recommendation for next week, haven't we, TV? Ozark or something? Ozark on Netflix. But we should do Blue Lights as well. Or should we do? Ozark. I don't know. All right. Well, people, you need to watch Blue Lights and Ozark, and then be surprised which one we do. That's probably all right. Yeah, yeah. let's do the that. The introduction to Ozark is amazing. I watched it yesterday. Oh uh, yeah, I've seen a bit of it. Just the first three four minute monologue was. Oh, is it really good? Phenomenal. All phenomenal right. Okay. It starts with.
1: All right. So we'll what we'll I'll watch Ozark. That sounds good. So we're we'll watching that. We'll be thinking about another. Um, biblical or Christian element. If you send in your questions, we'll try and give them an answer. Yeah. And uh, whatever's in the news. And I'm I'm on next week on the podcast, but I think the following week because I'm on holidays, we might have a special guest.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, we'll have to ask the special guest. We'll have to
0: ask. Yeah. Yeah. Can't just assume.
1: Can't just assume. So no. we might have a special guest. So we'll. So hope you have a, a good time, and a good weekend, etc. And uh, we'll see you later. Yeah. Mm-hmm.